This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Here's Rainey taking the ball at the 15 on the kickoff on the far side. He finds a bit of a hole, gets across the 35 to 40. Chris Rainey to midfield. No one's going to catch him. Rainey to the 25, the 10. Touchdown for the BC Lions. Chris Rainey again with a kick return touchdown. Riley drops, scrambles to the right side now. He's going to take off himself. He's going to throw. He's got a man wide open. Touchdown, Eskimos. Bryant Mitchell in the end zone. Watson, Collins, Parker all going to be in motion. Lule looks to the right side. There it is. Touchdown, BC, as he hits Devere Posey with a quick strike just inside the goal line. He releases quickly up in the air. That's complete. And is that going to be another touchdown? To the end zone for Posey as Aaron Grimes could not catch him. And another big bomb for the BC Lions. Lule takes the snap, but he'll throw. He's looking for the end zone. There it is. Touchdown. And it's another one for Devere Posey, who's got three touchdowns in the third quarter. Lule takes the snap, drops back, looks to the left side, and throws. Intercepted. It's intercepted, and the Eskimos have it. It's Aaron Grimes with it. Is he going to score? He gets inside the 20 to the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimos. Aaron Grimes brings the Eskimos back to life. They inch a little bit closer with five minutes to play. Benson to Pajardo, and then the kick will come from Long. He lays into it. It is up, and it is through. It's a 10-point game with 13 seconds to go. That's going to do it. It's not a minor miracle anymore that the Eskimos are looking for. It's a fait accompli now. Final score Friday night in Vancouver. BC Lions 42. Your Edmonton Eskimos 32. The Eskimos unable to hold on to a lead that they had early and a lead that they had in halftime. The BC Lions a huge third quarter and they were able to get the win and clinch a playoff spot. The Eskimos playoff hopes now, well, we got to wait and see. The Eskimos are on a bye Calgary will play Winnipeg on Friday. The Eskimos need the Stampeders to win that game. If the Stamps do win, then Saturday, November 3rd, Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium, the Bombers and Eskimos will play for the final playoff spot in the league. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's the Eskimos Coaches Show. Reed Wilkins sitting in for Morley Scott. So the Eskimos 8-9, and nine, they finish the uh, road portion of their schedule with uh, a record of just 2-7. and seven. They have lost their last six road games. Pleased to be joined by Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. Jason, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? 
I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, thanks for making time to join us. Uh, I know a tough game for you guys, obviously, Friday against the BC Lions and uh, now into the bye week. Uh, Jason, just maybe to, we'll run through some of the key plays and moments from that game. But first of all, started off pretty good. You, you wound up with a 12 nothing lead. The Lions uh, took some costly penalties. What, what do you think allowed you guys to get the jump in that game? Well, I just think execution. I mean, uh, that's the kind of the name of the game early in the game is who's ready to play, and I thought we were ready to play and, you know, took advantage of some things, but uh, got jumped out to the lead and then had a turnover, and then a special teams touchdown against us to get to lose the lead. And we fought back, got the lead uh, to finish the half, and then that third quarter happened and uh, took us out of the game. The the rainy kick return was, was a pretty big play, obviously, and I know he, he got you guys earlier in the season as well. Uh, from what you saw on that play, and I, and I know he's an excellent returner, and, and, and he's going he's gonna to hit his holes pretty well, but what did you see on that uh, that allowed him to get some room? Yeah, I mean, talking to Dave and on the sidelines and, you know, from what he could tell on the iPad and what he was witnessing on the game, there's a couple of guys that are, are contained players, and he had uh, taken a couple of returns up the hash or – you know, to the other side, and he looked like he was about to do that, and a couple of guys ducked inside and needed to contain, and there was two guys that weren't in the p- proper position. So in special teams, that's kind of sometimes what it comes down to, just doing your job, staying in your lane, and funneling a guy. And when you get a guy as dangerous as Rainey is, you make one mistake. It's very similar to how he returned his punt return against us as well. You know, one or two guys out of position, and he takes advantage of it. Uh, you mentioned you did obviously come back to have the lead at halftime. Brian Mitchell got a touchdown where um, Riley had to move out of the pocket a little bit. He wound up going to his right and then throwing into the end zone and, and finding uh, finding Mitchell. When you look at a play like that, Jason, is that um, you know is that up to the receiver to read off the quarterback is doing? Does does Mike try to direct traffic a little bit once he gets out? Tell us about what happens on a play like that when um, you know the quarterback has to move around a little bit and then the receivers had to adjust because clearly Bryant adjusted well enough that that he was wide open when Mike delivered the ball yeah I mean you know at times you know plays aren't just aren't uh, always go according to plan so when you have a guy with Mike's escapability there's times when he can pull a ball down and make some things happen and I think that at that point, it's just the receiver recognizing it being getting to a proper position on the field, whether you're getting to the middle of the field and going or you're coming back to the quarterback. You know, obviously, with Mike getting to his right and being able to look up the time, you know, Bryant gets behind the defense. You know, they had had a different, I think they had zero middle called, so they had their free safety out of the middle of the field and Bryant going towards it. Um, Mike happened to work the boundary, um, came off of it, um, and ended up scrambling to his right and then sees uh, Brian in the middle and it was just good heads up play by both of them and you know at times that's what happens in football all right you mentioned the third quarter and obviously that was a tough one and it allowed the Lions to get the lead and, and kind of take control of the game uh, you know I know Lule was able to uh, deliver a ball there to Posey uh, when you guys blitz six and uh, they were able to break loose for a touchdown on that one that was a, a big play for them uh, you know I thought I thought the previous week you guys did a good job of getting getting through to Trevor Harris and that you know allowed uh, the Eskimos to take control of that game I mean was that just Lule's experience coming through were they just a little better at picking stuff up or, or what allowed them maybe to uh, to keep uh, to keep Lule upright and delivering a lot of completions in the third? Well, I think it, I mean, when I looked at the third quarter, there was two plays, two plays they made. I mean, the Posey play uh, that you just described, we, we blitz six, our, our 
the way we blitz, we've gotten home on that blitz most of the year on people, and our DBs read eyes, and Chris took an angle. Chris Edwards took an angle a little flatter. If he had gone a little deeper, um, Travis didn't see him, and he would have probably picked that ball, but he, he kind of goes flat, and it goes just over his hands that were outreached, and uh, obviously with guys reading what Travis was doing, you know, they get a little bit out of position, and, you know, Posey catches the ball and darts inside of one guy, and he's fast enough to make everybody else pay for that. So, you know, they made one good play there. And then um, the other one up the seam, you know, it's man-to-man. Our free safety's playing um, on man. We have another uh, halfback going back. But the three three vertical game is good against that defense, and it comes down to -to man-to-man football. And Money got beat inside, and, you know, Posey's fast. So he got a step on him, and Travis delivered a, a really nice ball. So it was really feast or famine in that quarter for them, it seemed like. You know, we stopped the run, stopped things very well and then on second and six and second and ten they make two huge plays so you like your chances in second and six and second and ten and getting off the field and they happen to make two good plays two good throws and score points Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss on 6.30. Chad Reed Wilkins sitting in for Morley Scott this week. Jason, obviously, you know, you're, you're unfortunately playing catch-up in the fourth quarter. Uh, just under two minutes left. You're down 10, uh, first and 10 from the 33. Uh, you know, obviously, you're in a, you're in a tough situation to, uh, to tie or win the game at that point anyway. Tell me, and I know you're making these decisions pretty quick, but tell me about that decision to kick the field goal uh, from the 33, how you weighed that against about keeping the drive alive uh, or keeping the drive going well, and maybe getting I, a touchdown. I didn't make the I didn't make that decision super quick. I had been thinking about that decision as soon as we got the ball back. We're down two scores under three minutes to go in a game. You need the ball back twice. You need to score one field goal at the very least to get it to where you can get back in this game. And I don't care when you kick that field goal, it becomes a one possession game. And if you kick it quick quick enough, you're able to kick the ball deep and play defense. And if we get two and out, we have the ball back with over a minute 30 to go in a game and third three downs to go. And now it's a lot different of a football game. They also have to realize in their minds, they got to feel like, hey, we already got a 10-point lead here or a seven-point lead. We, how are they going to play it? Are they going to be a little conservative and try to run the ball and allow you to play defense? You know, it just so happens it's second and second and six and they make a good we're offside and they make a good pass that or a pass that gets is short and their guy goes up for it if that ball gets knocked down we're probably gonna have it back with a minute 40 to go in the game so that was kind of the the decision i made I, i know you need two scores if you go for it and keep going for it on the 33 yard line it takes me another minute then i'm then i'm stuck with an onside kick and try to get that back then yes okay let's say we scored the touchdown now you're still down three if they kick a field goal after you've gone for an onside kick you're down six you need a touchdown but if you would have taken another 30 seconds off the clock and gone for a field goal at the end of it then you're just in the same predicament i was in but with a lot less time and now you're forced to probably go for another onside kick so the way we played it to me, gave us plenty of time to kick a field goal, get a stop, and then go back down with three-down football and not have to worry about, hey, we can only throw it here, we can only throw it there, we have to use these plays. I could use my whole offense for a minute 45, whereas with 35 seconds, 40 seconds, you're not using your whole offense. You're having to use strategic plays to get you down there. So that was kind of the mindset. Um, I've seen it done a whole bunch of different ways, Reed, and seen it work and seen it not work. So there's more than one way to skin a cat. So when people are up in arms about the decision, when you can make a decision one way or the other, I, I go back to 
if I if it would have worked, great. If it doesn't work, people say, well, why didn't you do this? You're under the assumption your way would have worked. So either way, you needed two scores, you need time, all those things factor into it. You make a decision, you live with your decision, you feel confident in your decision, it didn't work, you move on. Jason Moss joining us, Eskimos Coaches Show here on 630 Chad. Okay, Jason, so BC wins that one. You guys uh, get knocked down to 8-9 uh, and nine on the season. Uh, just want to ask you some maybe bigger picture questions here. Um, you know, even going back to the, the first time you played in Vancouver, uh, there have been some tough second halves where maybe you led at the half and the other team um, came on. I, I, to you, is there a common theme where the same sort of thing has kept happening in some second halves? Has it been different game by game? How would you how would you sum up some of those uh, struggles in the second half? Yeah, I would say they've all been different. If it, I, it goes back to football. If it's easy, you fix it every week and something else would break. But, you know, it's just something different every week. And, you know, teams are out playing us or make a play or we don't make a play. And football comes down to that. You know, we've been in about every game going down to the end of the fourth quarter. Last two years, we've won a lot of those games. This year, we haven't won them. So, you know, are we that much worse than we were last year, even though we won 12 games last year? I wouldn't say that. I'd say last year, we won a lot of the close games. This year, we've lost a lot of those close games. We're still playing good football to be in those games, but the second half just haven't gone our way. And, you know, it's a play here, a play there. It's a pick six. It's a, a tip ball. It's you know, a guy getting beat a one-on-one. It's a little bit of everything. And, you know, uh, you know, I could call things differently. I mean, trust me, I'm, I look at that too and say, gosh, I wish I would have ran it on second and four instead of trying to throw it. And maybe that thing doesn't happen. But that's hindsight. You know, I feel confident about the call. And you make the call and you live with it. Um, you know, so, you know, I give credit to some of the teams we've been playing. I mean, you look at our league. Look how, you know, we're, we're fifth place right now. We're out of the playoffs. And yet the second place team who's had a playoff spot wrapped up for two weeks is the same predicament we're in. So, you know, record-wise. And, you know, we've beaten every team but one, and we had a lead on them, and they kicked the last second field goal to beat us. Otherwise, we'd beat every team in our league. So there's a lot of good teams in our league, and it's really a tight race. So I hope it comes down to this last game because it's probably what should happen. Jason, C.J. Gable wound up with with six carries for 11 yards uh, against the Lions. Obviously, those those aren't very large numbers. He's, he's had some big games. He's had some quieter games. He's had some games with a lot of touches, some games with uh, with fewer touches. Um, you know, in terms of the, the very low numbers against the Lions, what do you think, you know, you know was, was the cause of that, that A, he didn't get the ball a lot, and B, never really got anything going? Yeah, I mean, we... We, the, some of the carries he got, we didn't do a whole lot with him. Other carries, we called six more runs that got pulled by Mike because he reads the defense and throws it. And some of those were complete, some of those weren't. So, you know, we called six or seven more runs for CJ, and, and the defense dictated that he wasn't going to. Times when he, you know, there was a hole there, we didn't make it, and, you know, didn't get the arts to continue wanting to run the ball. I'll also say this, you know, first half we didn't run the ball a whole lot. We had scored 20, 20 points and had a lead. So, you know, the game plan, you look at that and say, well, you didn't run a whole lot in the first half, yet you got the lead. In the second half, you didn't run it at all. Well, that was partly to do to the third quarter of a team coming back on you, and you feel like, man, I've got to get something going here. And some of the pass plays that we have are built to get the ball down the field so that we can catch back up or feel better about getting into field position uh, battles. Um, you know, and that's just how it goes. Sometimes, you know, your plan going into a game that you want to establish the run doesn't 
quite happen, and sometimes it's just dictated uh, another way. All right, Jason, and uh, obviously, you know, we, we've talked a lot in, in recent weeks that you guys controlled your own destiny, uh, now at least for the short term. Uh, unfortunately, that isn't the case. Uh, Calgary and Winnipeg will obviously decide whether or not your game on November 3rd against the Bombers uh, will be for a final playoff spot or if things will be wrapped up by then. Um, yeah, I know you're going to be watching the game. We, we know what you and all Eskimos fans want. Um, just tell us a little bit about the that feeling of, of having to live with being an observer for this week yeah it's not a good feeling and i don't think anybody wants to be in this position where you have to count on calgary to beat winnipeg uh for your own livelihood um but it is what it is you know that's why you know after the game you know in our locker room we had talked about all week this is a playoff game it's a must win for us and it was except that the reason it was a must win is so we could control our own destiny from there on out you know this now it comes down to hey the season's not over we just need a little help now. So don't go beating yourself up to the point where you can't come back from that. You know, we still got to play good football week 18 regardless, you know, and, you know, it's very doable. So, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's going to give up ever. So, you know, in my mind, Calgary is going to go handle their business and we got to handle ours the next week. So, you know, that's as much as I'm a fan of the CFL, I'm a bigger fan right now of Calgary than anybody. And, you know, I'd like to have some help. But after that, you know, we got to do our part. Jason, appreciate you making time for us. Enjoy the rest of the bye week. Uh, I know it's going to be a busy week of prep for Winnipeg on uh, November 3rd. Thanks a lot for joining us. No problem, Reed. Thank you. That's Eskimos head coach. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jason Moss, you're listening to the Eskimos Coaches Show, presented by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley, brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection, you set the price, on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. It's the Eskimos Coaches Show on 6.30. Chad Reed Wilkins sitting in for Morley Scott. Eskimos on a bye week. The big game affecting the green and gold is Friday when Winnipeg takes on Calgary. That game in Winnipeg. Calgary uh, must win for the Eskimos to stay alive in the playoff race. And then it would all come down to the game on Saturday, November 3rd, when the Eskimos host the Bombers. Edmonton coming off that disappointment Friday, 42-32. A loss to the BC Lions. Quarterback Mike Ryan. Riley spoke to Dave and Morley after that game. Yeah, I mean, I thought we played we played all right in the first half. We moved the ball a little bit. Um, you know, got into the end zone a couple of times. Had a couple of drives that I thought we should finish. You know, with touchdowns, and we came away with field goals. So, you know, we left points on the board, which you never want to do. Um, you know, but we fought through. It, it was far from a perfect half. The first half, you know, we turned the ball over in our end and did a couple of things like that. That uh, you know has been a, a problem all year for us. Um, but still, going to the end of the locker room with a lead at half time um you got to come out and play a lot better in the third quarter that that was what sunk us of course 
um, on both sides of the ball. You know, offensively, we couldn't get a first down. We had a bunch of two and outs, um, you know, and then they marched down and scored a bunch of touchdowns. So, um, you know, it's hard for me to say exactly why that happened, um, you know, until I can take the time to really look at, at where our breakdowns were. But, um, you know, you, you want to win a football game and get into the playoffs, you got to play for four quarters. And, um, you know, we definitely didn't show up in that third, and, and that came back to bite us, no doubt. And now you're in the, the worst possible of scenarios because you need some help to get in. Uh, it's kind of a weird week now. You got the bye week, and you got to hope for uh, Calgary to beat Winnipeg to make your last game meaningful and give you a chance to get in. Just tell me about your approach to maybe paying attention or not paying attention to what's going on during the bye week for you. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not a good feeling, um, you know, but uh, that's where we're at, you know, and there's no hiding behind it. We can't kid ourselves. I mean, I, honestly, based on on how we performed, you know, in, in the last month, uh, this is probably right about where we deserve to be is is sitting here hoping for somebody else to do something to give us a chance. And, and that's unfortunate because we had, we prior to this game, you know, we still had our fate in our hands and now we don't. And that's just the reality of the situation that we're in. So, um you know, I'm going to approach that last game against Winnipeg the same regardless of what happens, you know, in their game against Calgary. So, um, you know, I, it's going to be impossible for me to to shut myself off from what the result is. I know that I'll find out one way or another, but to be quite honest with you, I, I probably won't watch the game, and I'm just going to watch watch film and get prepared to play that last game because, you know, whether it's to, to get into the playoffs or if it's just for pride for the jersey that I wear in the city that I represent and playing with my teammates. Either way, in my opinion, there's going to be a lot to play for in that last game, so I'm going to make sure that uh, do everything I can to be ready for it. All right, so there's Mike Riley. Can't do anything about it this week. Eskimos into their bye. Will it mean something Saturday, November 3rd at Commonwealth when the Eskimos take on Winnipeg? My name is Reed Wilkins, sitting in for Morley Scott. You've been listening to the Eskimos Coaches Show, presented by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.